This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better. Welcome back to Life Made Better, the podcast where we interview interesting people that not only inspire us, but so that we can learn from their story and their challenges. Today, we have a person special to me, Victoria Boxall Hunt. I was her coach, but now would call her a friend. She's an incredible human being that keeps striving not only to make her and her family's life better, but all the people that she comes in contact with. She is a highly effective leader who has lived and worked on five continents. She has run a children's charity in the US and set up her own communications agency in Sydney. And she's currently group operations director at an international private equity group in London, which under normal circumstances involves a lot of traveling, as well as being a mother of two young children and an active member of her community. She's only recently stopped being head of the Parent Schools Association at a children's school. With all these responsibilities, as you can imagine, your health and well-being can suffer. And this is when we started working together. Victoria is going to give us some insight today into her story and how she started making her health and well-being not a tag on, but a priority. We're so happy to have you here today, Tours. Can you tell us a bit more about yourself and your commitment to health and well-being? Absolutely. Well, thank you both very, very much for, for inviting me to do this. And Fleur, a special uh, call out to you and, and thank you for, for the love, sometimes tough love uh, and support over, over the last few years. You've been um, such a staunch supporter and somebody that I'm so thrilled to have in, in my crew. You really have been a, an enormous guiding light and, and help to, to me um, over, over the last few years. With regard to, to me, I, I thank you. Thank you for the introduction. Um, reflecting and looking back, you know, I'm, near, I'm going to be 50 in October. You know, it's, it's an interesting point to reflect on, on life. And I think I've learned and grown so much over the last 10 years, particularly. I had my kids in my early 40s. And I think the, my health and well-being journey, as much as it had started a long way before having my children. I think at the point where, where my kids came into my life, I was already at a certain point in my career, married, um, you know, daughter, sister, friend. You know, you've got all of these different roles that you, you take on in life. And suddenly having, being the mother I wanted to be and being the employee and all of those other things that I wanted to be, it's like, holy hell, how do you actually fit all of this in to a 24-hour period? We have the same amount of hours in a day, but suddenly so much more to, to do within it. At that point, it was, it was a, a, a great opportunity for growth in, right, I need to prioritise how do I go about doing this? And it kept coming back to being the healthiest version of me that I could possibly be to enable all of these things to get done in a way that I would feel comfortable in them being done, I guess. Yeah, I think that just, yeah, having to prioritise and focus on what is important when you've got so many different balls to juggle is uh, really important to consider when we become a mother. I think it's about energy. 
Yeah. It's where you have that. And I think especially, obviously, we, we just heard, like, you know, the amount of things that you do. So that pair with having two little ones can be so overwhelming. And I think when you get to that point where you did of, you know, really taking that step and thinking through and saying, okay, what's going to help me here? And what can I do to help myself? It's certainly something that we don't see us doing that frequently. And, you know, I think it can immensely help. So kudos to you for doing that. Well done. And thanks for sharing that. I know that that in itself is going to be something that most of our listeners can take inspiration from. Or one of the things that we are curious about, as Flair was indicating, you took kind of your health and well-being up on yourself and you said, okay, what needs to be done here? So how has that commitment to this health and well-being made your life better and the lives of those around you? Without a doubt. I mean, I think the the energy point, um, and I don't I don't just mean in some I don't just mean having more energy to do it. I mean the type of energy you bring to things. One of the things I, I remember, and I was I look, look back over um, some of the emails that Fleur and I had at the beginning, I was getting a lot done, but I wasn't necessarily finding joy in, in what I was doing. It was more task orientated. And I've done that, and I've done that, and I've done that. And I've sort of, you know, my house is tidy. I've fed my children. I'm going to work. They're going to school. I'm going to do what I do. I'm going to come back. I'm going, you know, sort of checking off my to-do list but very little joy in that journey and I think finding the energy at source and being able to apply that to what I do and reminding myself of the importance of finding joy along the way because actually we have only got one life to live and it isn't about how much you achieve in a day it's enjoying the journey um, so I think there are so many positives that the health and well-being journey has brought to me. I think probably the most important and something I know Fleur and I share is this sort of learner mindset, really understanding why all the key aspects of health and well-being are the key aspects of health and well-being, why eating right, why sleeping, why exercising, why being present and having some quiet in your day has such a positive impact on the way that you live your life and the people that you live your life with. Um, you know, I think if you're on that constant state of, of sort of treadmill and running, you miss what's going on around you. You're, you're focused on the t- next task ahead, but you forget to see the beautiful flowers or the smile that one of your kids have just given you or the little note that you get given um, that, that warms the coppers of your heart. Um, because you're always you know running running to to the next thing and I think that that learning mindset for me it's insatiable you know I am desperate to find out more um, and apply it and see you know I I think the you know it's almost sort of like having access to that secret source that makes life worth living and then wanting to share it with everybody because you think Christ Almighty, why doesn't everybody know this? Why don't more people, you know, have a coach or, or and I appreciate there's people that can't afford that, but there's, you know, the accountability piece, whether it's a friend or a family member, you know, really giving yourself an opportunity at designing and defining the life that you want to live and the things that you need to do to make that happen. You know, being fulfilled in your career and being fulfilled at home and being fulfilled as a person, so, so important. 
yet so many of us, I think, give so much to others that actually there's nothing left for yourself. And if you have nothing left for yourself, then that source energy is, is really impacted. You know, whether it's work or family or, you know, my immediate family, I'm blessed to have three amazing sisters who bring so much joy to my life. We all live in different places and do different things, but, you know, such an integral part of who I am. And then, you know, my wonderful parents who, who are now, you know, in, in late 70s and, and mid, mid, late 80s. And, you know, you want to be there for them um, and have that time and be able to invest in, in their sort of twilight years. You know, the inspiration that they, they all bring to me is, is immense. You know, and I think probably in the past I've, I've thought, you know, home and work are very, very different entities. But actually, they're all a part of, you know, who I am and what I'm about. And actually, it's not, you know, I guess sometimes one might get a little bit more, one area of my life might get a little bit more than some other areas. But it is about finding that balance and seeking out that joy listening to that inner voice, listening to, to who you are, that authentic self in really enabling, you know, that, that journey. Yeah, what I'm hearing a lot is that reflection about who you really are and how you brought that into, you were doing all the tasks, but how you brought in the realness and the presence so you could enjoy that journey along the way instead of it yeah. being another thing to do. Absolutely. And I think I was, I was talking to a friend actually the other day and, and trying to explain to her the, the things that are important. And I, the analogy that I came up with was having a toolbox, kind of understanding the tools that you need to be able to find that, you know, joy and, and energy at source. You know, what do you do if you become overwhelmed? What do you do if the anxiety levels are increasing? What do you do if you're at that point where you know you're you're feeling like you're failing at everything we all get there and crikey i absolutely get there and you know fleur you without a doubt seen that firsthand where you suddenly think christ almighty i have taken on too much i can't do all this in the way that i want to do it and you know how you then recover from that and i think you know at nearly 50 i'm excited by my toolbox <laughs> and what's in it and the impact that 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 can have and it's you know what it's an absolute joy to hear some of my learnings coming through my children now uh, my son Charlie who is nine was talking to his sister Libby aged seven uh, and Libby said something like I can't do it I'm stupid and Charlie said Libby you can't do it yet your brain is stretching <laughs> and I just thought, thank you. My work here is done. Um, <laughs> Not just, I mean, just, oh, just so, so joyful. Um, and I love it when I hear him say something like, you know. "No, we're not having just carbohydrate for breakfast. We need some protein too." <laughs> and he, you know, he, he's loving his football and loving his sport, and he's beginning to recognise, you know, I need to have these foods before I go training because if I don't, I feel really rubbish. Yeah. Um, and you know, we're not obviously we're not talking scientific levels of, of knowledge with it, but just being aware of those sorts of things, I just think, is so so joyful. I think that's a key thing when you know more or know better, you can do better. 
So that constant learner's mindset is always helping remind you of the knowledge that you have. And children learn from what they see. We can tell them and tell them, oh, you should go out and do sport. You should go and um, eat the right things. But they learn by what they see us doing. So when we change ourselves and live our best version, they will live their best version. It's, we can't get them to do something that we're not doing ourselves. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I think also understand that, you know, life comes in in, in waves or is a journey and sometimes the, the journey is, is good and you feel great and you're doing everything that you know you should. And then other times where... You know, it, it's not and the, and the inner critic or self-saboteur come, comes in and actually, you know, today is not a great day, but that's okay as well. Tomorrow yeah, that will be nice. yeah. yeah, and when it isn't okay, you've got your toolbox. And like Charlie said, you know, probably when it isn't okay, you're in your stretch zone and you've got to grow a bit more and use more of your learning and apply it. And then that's another thing I'm hearing from you. You learned the knowledge, but you actually applied it. And I think we are knowledge rich now, but I think it's the integration into our everyday lives that people need support with because changing habits don't happen overnight and having that guidance to help you change habits makes huge, huge difference because someone guiding you helps you change perspective and helps you be kinder to yourself a lot of the time because we are always always our biggest critic and we are always probably too harsh on ourselves which can actually oh. stop our growth not help move it forward yeah no uh, so so true what keeps you going lots of us think about doing things but can't quite get ourselves to take those steps needed so what what motivates you to keep taking those next steps to live your best life I was 17 stone at one point and I'd be lying if I didn't say that that is a big motivator for me. Um, I'm now 10 stone five and I've probably lost and gained 20 stone <laughs> over 30 years and I think, you know, have, have been have been pretty much the the weight that I am now probably the last 15 years or so. You know, I think it, it's one of those evils that will always sit out there for me and keep me real. So without a doubt, you know, when I first got into to exercise and understanding more about food and understanding more about myself, it was primarily to do with what do I look like? Um, you know, how, how do I want to look? What do I, what, you know, how do I wear clothes? What do I fit into? All of those sorts of things. So it was very much kind of a surface motivator, I think, to start with. The journey that that comes with that over over many years is is part of the the, the learning of of what I know is 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 right for right for me. I think then having, as I've already touched on, but then having the kids at the time that I did really wanting to be around for them, wanting to be there for them, wanting to be the healthiest version of myself that I can be. And also, to your earlier point, Fleur, a role model for them. You know, what, what is right? I didn't want them to go through a journey of, of hating themselves or, or self-loathing or an inability to understand why, who, what, with regard to kind of weight and, and health and well-being. So I think 
you know, that that for me was was without a doubt a, a big, big motivator. And I think, you know, what was at one point something that I was hugely embarrassed about is now something that I think is a driver and a motivator and something that that really keeps me keeps me going. You know, I know that when I go into those periods of overwhelm or go into those periods of anxiety, the you know, that kind of eat voice comes back and I and I now know more about what the sort of the sugar and the cravings are about because intellectually I've learned more about them. And then going to my toolkit, you know, take yourself away from this situation. You know, are you tired? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Get some fresh air, go and meditate, take a few minutes out, whatever meditation might mean to to you know the individual, but it is just being present and connecting with how I'm feeling. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to not have a good day. Uh, and um, it's okay every once in a while to eat an entire packet of chocolate digestive biscuits if that's going to make you feel better. <laughs> I've now banned them from the house, by the way. Um, <laughs> I think that's a really good teaching, though, for the audience, especially women like yourself who like to get everything done, who are very, very strong, that to be able to be vulnerable is strong as well. That's really important that our audience hear that. We don't have to have it all together all the time. None of us have it all together all of the time. That is called being. Absolutely. And I think actually if you do have it together all of the time, or that's the image you want to portray, you are not living a real life because actually you're not, you know, the vulnerability, love, Brene Brown, love, love, love. But, you know, vulnerability is so courageous and so real. And that's what connects to people. And I think, you know, part of my my role at, at work is, you know, is, is HR and, and and people. And it is about being human. You know, we're not robots, and we all have different needs and and you know different backgrounds. You have no idea what's going on in somebody else's life. And you know, it, I actually find it quite, in some senses, a little bit upsetting when somebody might say to me, "Oh God, you've always got it all together." You know, you manage to blow dry your hair and put makeup on before you take the children to school. I say, yeah, because I can't stand looking at myself looking awful. And plus, like, you know, I'm going to the office or I'm doing whatever else. But, you know, that that's an exterior thing. But, you know, some days what's on the outside is okay, but what's on the inside isn't. And other days, you know, I might not have any makeup on, but I feel every joy there is to feel in, in the world. But I might look like crap. But I think it is, you know, that it's about being real, isn't it? It's about showing vulnerability and being honest in in who you are and what you're about and I would like us to reflect on something that I keep hearing you say towards and I've got to admit it really lights me up which is joy because I think joy paired with vulnerability can be such a powerful thing to bring into your life and you were absolutely right when you were saying where's the joy in the journey what am I liking about what I'm doing right now? Because quite frankly, very frequently, we just set ourselves on a goal or something we want to achieve and we think we're going to be happy when we get there. But the truth is, if you are not being happy whilst you get there, chances are when you get there, you're not going to be happy either. Because you're so focused on what lays ahead that you're not allowing yourself to be in that moment. And that brings in that vulnerability that you were saying like you know admit to yourself that sometimes you're not at your best and that's absolutely fine and sometimes you may not have makeup on 
but you feel like an absolute goddess in the inside. That's that that's the power. That's what I think really goes with how saying and can bring that powerful and that empowering message from within. And can't you see that? Can't you see that in people? You know, I think irrespective of, of, of the exterior, you feel that. You see that. You know, that sense. I'm watching at the moment the Michael Jordan uh, Last Dance on, on Netflix. And I met somebody years ago who'd met him. And this stayed with me. And the motivation for watching this is this, this upcoming comment. He said, you can feel him before you can see him. The aura that this man has, because he is living his authentic real life. And you know, there's lots of people who don't like him, et cetera, et cetera. But the sense of one man making the difference and the impact that he made over so many years doing what he did with the Chicago Bulls is phenomenal. You know, it is about energy. Again, I keep coming back to that, but it is so about the energy. And I think energy, you can see it and you can touch it. I was going to say you can't see it and you can't touch it, but you can because you know that person that walks into the room that has that positive energy about them. You know that person that you want to gravitate to because they bring light to your life. There is a feeling about it um, that I think is, is so, so important. And you know, again, we don't have it all the time. And in some ways, it's good that we don't have it all the time, because actually, when you're when you're working to it, and you find yourself in your light in that real moment where you are being true to yourself and, and who you really are, it's so empowering for you and for the people around you. Yeah, and I think that's that um, what kind of an aura is when people are being true to who they are. And I think a lot of us have been programmed early on and we've buried that true nature, that beautiful spark that we all have inside of us. And if we allow it and we, we reconnect to it, I think then we start on a journey of happiness and health, which is why whenever I work with my clients, you know, the method is not that important to me to start with. It's about the emotions and getting them to really feel about who they are and what emotions are coming up, that awareness that you were talking about earlier. And then you come to more, you know. As well, like I think a lot of coaches can make a mistake because you don't have like a one size fits all. Like every person is going to come to you with a different challenge and you cannot treat them in the same way. You've got to adjust to that. And some are going to be more emotional. Some are going to be more like, okay, let's get practical. Let's get on with it. And I think that's something that you really need to tune in and appreciate. And it's linked to what Taurus was saying about that halo, that aura, that what am I projecting onto you? What am I peeking up on? Because I'm quite curious as well, Taurus, how did you get to connect to that source of energy? What was that journey for you? I think stopping. I honestly think stopping. I think getting to a point where I thought carrying on like this is not sustainable. But I have no idea what to do next. And then stopping for, for a while and, and regrouping and putting my, my little crew together of, of, of staunch supporters and feeling very, I mean, very, very practical and very small, 
tiny, tiny steps. You know, I think that there can be times where it feels mountainous. You know, how the hell am I ever going to achieve X or, you know, get my weight under control, be the parent I want to be, find the partner I want. Uh, not me, I have a fabulous one, uh, just in general. Um, uh, you know, I think we sometimes don't know how to take that next step. But I think actually the tiny ones are the most important. I think I see so many people, friends, colleagues, you know, right, you know, everything's changing. I'm going to do this now. And, you know, I'm changing my whole eating routine. And I'm changing my whole exercise routine. And I'm doing this. And I'm moving to the country and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, um, and, then they, and then they do that. And then, you know, they've, they've sort of ticked all of that stuff off, off their list. And then they find themselves back in the same place within themselves, but maybe in a different location. And I think, you know, it's, it's tiny steps to start with. It is prioritizing sleep prioritizing the food, prioritizing exercise. But when I say exercise, I don't mean, you know, go out there and kill yourself with, you know, three hours or try and run 100K, which is also something I've madly done in the past. But it's, you know, a five-minute five walk in the fresh air with no phone and just concentrating on your breathing. A few stretches, you know, there's, it's accessible to all. There's so much free um, exercise, you know, stuff on, on, on YouTube or the like just spend a few minutes of every day listening to you calmly quietly you know I think sleep for me and again Fleur's heard me talk about this immensely I mean sleep for me up until I got to this sort of menopausal state has always been a joy <laughs> and suddenly I got to a point in my life where I really wasn't sleeping anywhere near as well and I don't function well without without sleep but the impact that I have been able to have by prioritizing sleep you know really simple things like putting my phone away for an hour before I go to bed uh, making sure my bedroom is is blackout even sleeping with a with an eye mask because um, my husband's not quite on the same journey as I am without screens um, but, you know, there we go we compromise um, I think the you know it is the, the difference in and I and I wear an, an aura ring so I actually track my sleep and I can see how much better I perform my brain is engaged my ability to be able to you know my, my job is very varied and whether I'm going from insurance one minute to you know salt beef sandwiches and selfridges the next minute just that ability to be able to 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 um, jump from one thing to the other, be more flexible in my mindset, not listen to that inner critic of I'm not good enough or I'm not bright enough or whatever. Under control, sleep is the cornerstone to that for me. I think what I'm hearing as well, which is also uh, like most women, is we have the, the, the judgment. There's always so much judgment if we're not doing something so I think when you say about those small micro steps that is so paramount to improving your life it doesn't have to be a big move to the country it doesn't have to be a massive new diet it's about getting that inner happiness right and then taking the practical steps that you need once you're more at peace and on your own journey not on the journey that someone else has put you on we don't have to be a size six. We don't have to be a size 12. We can be whatever 
works for us and that is okay. That is a beautiful, beautiful summary. I think we've got time for one more question, Tors, before we let you go. So could you sum up in one sentence how have you made your life better? Gosh. Um, say no more. I think, worry less about what people think and prioritise self, I think. That's not one sentence, but... One long sentence is fine. We both have a very analytical mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, surround yourself with people that genuinely love you. Listen and learn with, with a, an open mind, open heart. Turn off the news. Don't listen to streams of negativity and misery. Surround yourself with, with positive people. And again, Flo and I touched on this, but, you know, the podcast. Listen to, listen to inspiring people who've done inspiring things because it does make a huge difference to how you see the world. There's so much negativity out there and actually you don't need it in your life. It doesn't, it doesn't bring anything. You know, yes, I listen to the news, you know, possibly once a day or, or my husband, you know, you hear the important stuff that's going on anyway by the nature of being connected and living in the world that we, we do. And I just think you have to seek out, you have to make that choice to seek out the positive and the inspirational. And it's all there. And it is amazing if you surround yourself with that, the amount that it feeds you, the amount that you learn from it, the amount that resonates. You know, being inspired every day is amazing. And so many people don't live with that. You know, surrounding yourself with inspiration and people that inspire you and support you and love you, so key. You yeah. know, my, yeah. my darling, darling mum, you know, Every night, oh, I'm going to cry. She is such an incredible inspiration in my life. And every night, without fail, I love you, I'm proud of you. I love you, I'm proud of you. And she does it, a, a message to all four of us every single night. And she is fighting her own battle at the moment. And she is an incredible inspiration to so many. And I'm so proud of her. And she's so brave. But that love, you know, that positivity, that's, that's why she's still here, because she has, you know, such an incredible resolve and, and meaning to her life um, and surrounds herself with, with love and positivity and still does so much for everyone else. She's, she's you know, an absolutely incredible, incredible human being. I'm so proud of her. I thought that's the main teaching, isn't it? It's the key. Live from your heart, calm that mind, live from your heart. And then you'll stop worrying about what everybody else is thinking, doing, and you'll live your journey in the best way you can. It's been amazing having you here today. Thank you so much for joining us. You've nearly got me in tears as well. Um, <laughs> thank you to everyone for joining us one more week. I know that you'll get lots out of this conversation. Thanks for showing us your love and appreciation. And please share the love. Share the podcast with anyone you think will benefit from it. Like it, leave a comment and subscribe. And we look forward to seeing you next week. And in the meantime, stay well, stay safe and stay motivated. Much love.